0: called meeting to order sorry for being late um, no one's here uh, minutes I thought they looked fine but
1: there's one edit um, uh, I had Jeremy marked as absent on the attendance sheet but he oh. was in fact in attendance via zoom so that would okay. good
0: attention <laughs> <Art> detention <laughs> thanks um, so. Motion to approve the minutes with that change?
2: Motion to approve as amended. Second.
3: second. Oh, somebody's seconding, okay.
2: I wasn't here, so I shouldn't okay. be doing that.
3: Why don't you just second something before the end of the year.
0: You
2: know? I will, I will, I will. Okay. I will, but not that, because I was absent. <laughs> Sounds good to me.
0: Swear I was here. Did someone second? Yeah. Oh, great. All right, you all in favor? You got my
4: throat, but yeah. Aye. All right, great. <laughs> Aye. Hi.
0: Aye. All right, uh, moving on to discuss the matching grant program for next year.
1: Oh, yeah, that's already okay. So, um, last meeting, you'd kind of um, pr- started providing some feedback on any changes you'd like to see to the um, public art matching grant program. So, last year, this was um, released in May. I think in prior years, it's um, there have been up to two funding rounds a year but um typically uh, always a a around in in the spring and uh, have been released around march typically so i wanted to kick off the discussion and just kind of get direction uh, make sure we're on the right path before we launch into the 2024 program so um, hopefully you've had a chance to see your packet and review Um, i kind of put in there uh, some uh, kind of an outline of the program for 2024 and any changes that I've heard from your your feedback or uh, notes that uh, Wendy Ford had last year. Um, and I think today uh, the goal would just be to kind of talk through this um, and uh, uh, approve and give me direction to go ahead and, and prepare this for released on whatever timeline we decide. So uh, I think you can do it one of two ways if everyone's had a chance to review and there's comments that people have we could do it that way or if you want to kind of walk through each of these little sections in the uh, document in your packet we could do it that way either.
4: So just to make sure I'm understanding correctly, are the highlighted sections things that are changed or new from the previous version? That's okay. correct. That, yep. that is what I figured, but I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure.
2: The only question I had was um, for the due dates. Um, do, um, I know sometimes we have to extend things, so um, do we usually have provision for that in this, um, these documents or even though it says things are due a certain date, like we can still extend it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can extend it. I, I guess it would just depend upon what prompted you to believe that we need to extend the period. Did we not yeah. get enough applications okay. or that kind of thing? So, can we um, put
5: this up on the screen? I'm just having a hard time with
1: seeing things on my phone. Unfortunately, I do not oh, okay. have um, a computer here to put it on the screen. Okay. Go get copies if you need me to. So that'd be great. We just can't okay. see it on our phones; it's really blurry. I don't know why. And mine keeps. a little slow. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah weird it's today. Burping.
5: Usually it works so well. Could have probably I hit you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gone too far.
5: <laughs> oh, hmm. oh, look at that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Never <laughs> mind, Rachel. We figured it out?
2: I was interested in the
3: bus stop. recorded? It? Oh. It's, just, it's just like, what happened on my birthday?
0: So there's no change to the rubric, right? It's just these highlighted. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So I think the rubric could probably use a check-in.
5: It does. I, yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. definitely want to have you know eligible expense expenses like detailed materials and supplies necessary you know something to because we just have like art materials you know thank you
1: Sounds like we might need to walk through it.
3: So, Jeremy, was your um, comment about the timeline the uh, like application submission, or just the, or was I know there's a <coughs> farther back about having things completed within the twenty twenty four calendar both, year. Both, both of those. Okay. Yeah. I mean I think you know I don't have a problem with the timeline per se. I do like the idea of us you know having the one round of matching grants, which we have been doing um, having that is sort of like the early you know kind of spring thing and then we move into the um the sculpture showcase kind of process um, a little bit later and then I think that. I like it as far as the general kind of maybe rhythm of the committee and then using maybe fall to go over um, you know, policies, rubrics, et cetera. Um, not directly related, but I sort of like the way that we, a rhythm could be going with
5: assessing things. I also think some of the things that came up, and I don't know where this would go, but that um, <coughs> you know some inquiries have to be made about <coughs> location and maintenance, and because a lot of the projects got sort of put aside because you know they wanted to be someplace <laughs> where that wasn't possible for public art, or there wasn't any kind of. A maintenance plan for a piece that might involve, like, plants or other elements. You know, it just seemed like, like, where are those plants coming from? Who's taking, you know, who's tending the piece?
3: And there's a little bit about that um, yes, on the last page. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if, like, I had a comment about, you know, should we? Like, and you identify potential risks to this crazy spiky thing right. that looks like. Why would you jump on it? But you never know. Um, but there is kind of, I'm wondering if we could you know, tighten that okay, up or we'll
0: something. Okay, maintenance requirements. Or, I mean, you, the, on the second page at the bottom, the list of project partners, collaborators, and role including authorization from relevant city staff if necessary. If, a, for example, if a project is proposed in a public park, maybe that could also just say from relevant city staff or property owner, like if it's proposed on private property.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: okay I have a question about um, so it says those that advertise promote or gain in any anyway from for a for-profit business so what if a I mean this is a matching grant so does that include? Um, listing your sponsors, or if the sponsor is a private business, then
1: um. <clears throat> you mean like on the piece advertising that this was sponsored by?
2: Yeah, I mean with something that's matching. I mean, yeah, usually there's some list. I don't
1: think. And correct me if I'm wrong, Anita. You maybe had brought this one to my attention or to add, but. Um, I don't think the intent is to dissuade them from, you know, communicating who helped sponsor the project, but it's more just like that the art piece itself should not be driving business to a certain profit for-profit business. Is that correct? Am I yeah, it shouldn't be an advertisement
5: okay. for a business. Okay. It, you know, it, it may be a business is involved, but it shouldn't be like an promotional. An Purely,
3: because I feel like we had one application it was like, hi, can you help me like build a lean to onto my the back of my my business and I can hold classes there or so something. Oh yeah, yeah, that. that's a good example. And then
5: there were there was also just was like so an advertisement yeah. in the for you know in the ped mall for a location elsewhere that just seemed like yeah that's not really art that's advertising yeah so okay.
0: Yeah, I think the key is if it's separate from, like, if it's sponsored by somebody else, then that would just be very distinct and separate and. Good.
2: Yeah.
3: So I wanted to get clarification from you, Rachel, on um, the review process in terms of, um, you know, like Clearly there is there's the public art committee, but it also sounds like perhaps that the way it's worded that it's kind of like we can score things, you will put together the scores, um, but ultimately is the staff member be making the ultimate decision about things. So I guess it seems like That's, it's one of those things where I'm sure city, you know, City staff, in some cases, you know, commissions and committees, and a lot of people in cat herding, um, that might be ideal. But I guess I'm kind of wondering. It, it just, as I read it, it's a little bit troubling as is, and I don't think that's
1: how you mean it. Yes. Yeah. That's not um, what I intend at all. So,
3: so I, I guess I was just like, ooh, that, that feels really feisty. But then I'm also like, ooh, controlling public art in town sounds fun too, you know, and it's an empowering way. <laughs> so. Sure.
1: So I'll clarify what I meant by this. So I had heard feedback from one of you that the process, that the kind of evaluating the applications during the meeting was not maybe the preferred way of doing it. Uh, no, it,
5: it should not be. I, I, I don't think it should be.
1: Mm-mm. So, what I was, what some other kind of grant, pro, how some other grant programs operate in the city, and what I was proposing would be that all the applications come in, okay. I send them out to you with the rubric, you can go ahead and fill in the score on that sheet, send those back to me, and then I would put everyone's scores together, say, these ones scored the highest and then just bring that back to you. I wouldn't have like a recommendation, I would just say this is sure. how they ranked. Okay,
3: so like the way Rendy was, was rolling with things, okay.
1: Okay, is that how she was doing it? It wasn't yeah, clear it was to me. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like,
3: here's, here's what came out with the average and
5: then. But, but then we have a discussion. Yeah, yeah. And, and that I think, you know, because we're kind of hashing things out and yeah. we do wanna, if somebody inquires, we do wanna provide feedback but it shouldn't be a minute by minute yeah. conversation. Yeah. It so should be so the cons-
6: back to, yeah. I'm sorry, the concern with number two then is the parent and funding recommendation?
5: Yeah, because right. I feel and like that, it's the
3: way, the way it's worded, it's kind of like, you know.
6: So, so here's basically, what stri- we strike, do. strike the parent and then we'll be. Yeah. Okay. Right. But no,
3: the rankings that. The, Wendy this, has the parenthetical been doing statement in
6: the middle. and, and, fi- and funding recommendation. That, that's oh, the issue. Oh, right? I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a
1: little
6: late. Right, to present a ranking of applications at the April 4th gotcha. meeting. Okay. It's like it's and funding app recommendation. That's yeah. the issue. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I, that was not my intent. I okay. apologize for that. Thanks, Ron, for
3: clarifying yep. my rambling.
0: Yep. No, uh-huh. I, okay. I appreciate it. Yep. Anita, was there a, is there additional concern about um, how we, like after the um, rankings are presented to us during the meeting, is there a concern about the discussion that happens to sort of say, is this so we're going to take the first top five, six? You know, that's usually the discussion. and. Oh, even that one's even though that one scored high, feels like it's disqualified for this reason or whatever. Like, is there a problem? Do you have a concern about that process that we've been doing?
5: Well, I, I do in some ways. I mean, you know, the Iowa Arts Council doesn't do public discussions or uh, regarding the merits of their grant applications. You know, it's. I mean, I, I appreciate transparency, but I also appreciate. Um, <clears throat> having to sort of hash out things and then uh, provide feedback.
0: So, how would that decision be made just purely by the rankings?
5: No, but just not a ca- conversation, a recorded conversation. It's, I think the recording, I mean, I've noticed that with certain, um,
3: like a, a little bit of censoring or sort of not wanting to say yeah. something that I've thought, and then it's always a relief when someone else says it. <laughs> Um, and being the brave one to do that on
5: camera but I think it's also to protect applicants that you know yeah. I don't know if they necessarily want the public broadcasting of
1: yeah I can appreciate your concerns I I do not feel comfortable with having like a behind closed doors conversation to fund the applications I think if you want to build in more ways to provide like comments that then I can share out kind of as I like compile it all together. Um, but I, I do think there's not only value, but it, it's important for transparency that you have that conversation to, in, in a public setting for final funding recommendations. But I, I appreciate you know your concerns about how it might stifle conversation. So m- maybe we can think through how, how the scoring process could accommodate that
3: wondering like if we could you know provide on our score sheets some sort of comments to, like work through I don't know work through some of that Um, but would those be made public or is it just you have a yes yes or no and whatever is sort of recorded or do the individual score sheets get made public as part of public record
1: yeah, I mean, everything you okay. do, it becomes right. public record, ultimately. Um, it doesn't mean I have to include it in the information packet or anything like that. But um, And for what it's worth, whether um, it matters to you or not, I mean, with, like, climate action grants or um, neighborhood uh, and housing, like, uh, social service grants and all of those, a lot of those do play out in a public setting and kind of a public process, at least partially so. There's precedent that that's how it happens.
3: But then I always think how many people actually watch the public are, you know recording. But you might have how how applied. You know. That's true. Right. That is true.
4: Um, I have just a question, a clarification regarding the who can apply section. Um, the first bullet point being organizations, schools, and individuals located within Iowa City, and then the second bullet point being individual artists. What is the difference between an individual located within Iowa City and an individual artist in bullet point two? Uh,
5: let's
4: see. Um, and does someone have to reside within Iowa City to be eligible?
3: So, so I, I'm thinking of, like, my neighborhood association. They applied for public art matching funds, right? So an individual did that. But they weren't the artist. Okay. So I think like something like that is, is what I comes to mind. Okay. Point,
4: but. but I guess the question then is: Does an individual artist applying have to reside in Iowa City to be eligible?
1: Good question. I think that's for
4: you. I, guess, I mean, I guess that would, that would also apply then to bullet points three and four because those don't specify within Iowa City. Um, I mean, we are a a city uh, committee. I mean, that makes sense that that we would want to focus on artists and and, and organizations within Iowa City. Um, But we should make that clear in the application so we don't waste anyone's time.
5: So should it be who, who, who can apply residents of Iowa City and then bullet point organizations, schools and individuals, individual artists? Like, would that absolutely say in Iowa City?
4: Yeah, I mean, I also, I I mean, I know people who say, for example, live in Coralville, but Um, work and volunteer with organizations based in Iowa City. um, And the organization itself is is based in Iowa City, but the the individual is not.
0: Or if the art is intended for downtown Iowa City or something, but the individual lives in Coralville. Yeah. Um,
2: Well, if the nonprofit's in Iowa City, then it would be. Well, but if it's a nonprofit
4: wanting to pl- place a, something in a park, for example, and they get approval for the park, but uh, but yeah, um, I guess the clarification on whether someone, the individual, or who has to reside within Iowa City to to be eligible.
5: So yeah, it's almost like the first point would be you know, and then the the, the following three would be second bullet points, like, such as
4: artists. Yes. 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 Yeah. That could yeah. be yeah, or just indent those bullet points so they fall underneath
6: the original.
1: Right. but you're you want to limit it to only those with it like that have an address
6: that, that is not that. that has not been what we've done in the past okay. I, yeah so we do so what we, we we have not limited the the projects to be only from artists within iowa city it's
5: art for iowa art city. for iowa
6: city right okay. we, we we specify where it has to be right um i think we we have a preference of local artists, but we don't limit it to okay. Iowa City artists yeah. only.
4: We can totally and then we can just strike the, this, the, the, the requirement that they be within Iowa City from the first there bullet point. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're on the same page with with, with what's required for applicants. Uh, uh, I agree.
5: So then do we want to list somewhere else? Oh, my goodness. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so no. Going
4: too still in no we
5: have to go in the center. At the <laughs> this conversation has not been heated enough to keep yes. That's right.
4: Be a little more animated. <laughs> <laughs> do
5: we want not to then specify in some other way that um, work? should be or it should in some way benefit Iowa City? It's in the
0: it's eligible it's
5: in. proposals.
4: Eligible. Yeah. has to be within Iowa City. First the, the, bullet point there. The, the location. location. The oh, eligible okay. proposals.
5: So, so it's already there. Okay, good. That's
4: okay. So then uh, the idea then is we just want to strike within, uh, or located within Iowa City from that first bullet point.
1: Got it. Great. I
2: also kind of wonder under nonprofits and then the point about um, influencing public policy like so if a nonprofit is doing advocacy does that come under influencing public policy if it's a piece of art that like promotes a public good like transportation or housing or something like that does it composting <laughs> hmm?
3: well, I mean, I mean, public art itself is a
2: public policy. I mean,
4: <laughs> we're, we're working on that right here. Um,
3: Jeremy, can you point me to the specific place? Yeah.
2: Um, proposals and expenses okay. not eligible, gotcha. and then it says those intending to influence public policy or evangelize a belief, and then
0: um, so if nonprofits are able to apply. Does the art have to be? I think the proposal is intended, not, you know, it's not that the individual Mm -hmm. isn't an advocate or that nonprofit doesn't advocate for things, but the art itself is not intended to influence public policy or evangelize a belief. It's more about the proposal than the proposer.
2: Right. But, I mean, if a nonprofit's applying and they do something about housing, does that mean that they're advocating or promoting a particular belief?
3: Well, I'm I'm wondering if that if it almost like sort of influence public policy. There's something, you know, there's sort of advocacy, and then there's sort of like lobbying, propaganda. and it's not the same <laughs> thing. But like advocacy can be wholesome and low key. Um, lobbying can get you know, gross. Okay. I don't know. I'm sort of wondering if it's just a matter of semantics with this okay. bullet point. But well,
0: and it might be just something that we vet as it, yeah. as they come in through the rubric. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That feels too subjective to be able to make a bullet point of
2: it.
3: (laughs) I feel like I like the way evangelize a belief codes. I think that codes really well for public versus maybe religious intent. But yeah, there is that secular evangelizing of sorts but I do feel like something needs to be in there to just remind, I don't think we have a problem with it for the most part, but then it does feel like something needs to be there. Yeah. But.
0: I think the intent is clear enough that we can vet. I I mean, that's been in there for a while and I feel like it's, we've gotten good proposals, so.
1: Other comments, and uh, f- just want to confirm we feel good about the uh, funding amount, 15000
5: Speak up a little bit.
1: The, f- the f- funding amount at 15000 are you all comfortable how with that? That was an that?
0: increase from ten, or what was it?
1: Uh, last year, um, I don't know what you had agreed to. I was having trouble identifying how you <laughs> um, agreed to an amount, but you funded, let me see... We only funded eleven thousand out of fifteen or something like that. I had fifteen, just over
3: fifteen thousand that was funded. I'm wondering if, like, I don't necessarily have a problem with the total amount, but I am wondering, given you know the conversations we've had um, with various artists now, do we want to think about increasing the maximum to four thousand? That
5: does mean fewer projects, perhaps. well, can, can, we, can we increase that? Do we have funding to increase the budget for this?
1: I recommended 15000 because I think that is probably your max range. That gets you, with some of the other budget increases we've had with other projects, um, you're getting kind of close to breaking even, it, which is okay. I mean, some of that funding probably won't go out this year. That's supposed to, but to be conservative and, and make sure we don't go over budget, I think 15000 to me seems like an appropriate amount if you want to increase the maximum grant award that that doesn't matter that again as Andrea said it just depends on how many projects you want to fund
0: I think we increased it from 3,000 to 3,500 last year Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't recall that it made a huge difference in the amount of submissions we got.
3: No. But. But I feel like they, we had like the Kiwanis Park thing and I thought that was part of the matching funds and it just ended up being, you know, you know running into the issue of inflation with materials.
0: I mean I remember being in favor of the increase, hopefully that it would bring in some more quality uh, proposals, but also just that knowing that we have the um, you know ability to say let's fund it at less than the full amount right. and fund more of them okay. so it, I don't know if there's a notion to um, increase it to four i'd I'd support it. Any other thoughts on that? You guys, do you guys want to increase it to four? Or?
5: I think it's it's fine. Just see what ha- happens. I mean, you know, I'd hate to prevent a really good project from going yeah. forward. And and just yeah, knowing a lot of the materials, like
0: yeah, eight thousand. Just I mean, we've seen, saw it with the bus stop. <laughs> it's not a oh, it's not a huge amount of money for getting something done so
5: I, I'm kind of circling back well you can finish this one do we finish that do we decide are we increasing it I'm do neither here nor
3: there I was just kind of wondering you know
0: I'm in favor of increasing it okay let's increase it to four What, what else? if we, we
2: increase it to four then it's gonna be up to 16 if um, and so what if somebody wants, what if they? everybody wants 4,000? They don't get it. <laughs> they get, get
5: have... 3,700.
0: Right. <laughs> Did you have another?
5: Oh, just I wanted to circle back to the point about organizations as schools and privately owned operated businesses. Um, do we, or are, or nonprofits, like is there, Has it ever been a problem where you've gotten too many submissions from a single entity? You know, would we be willing to grant multiple funds to the same organization for different projects, or should it be a? Is it a single? Is the expectation a single submission from an organization or an individual? Like, could I write five and see what you like?
0: Rubric have something about?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question, Nita. I know, which I don't see as on here, but I think uh, maybe last year or the year prior, you had established um, a new rule about reapplying if you've been previously awarded funds. Um, I don't know that off the top of my head.
4: I, I did see a rule that said if you have previously received funds and have not completed right. the project, you're not eligible to apply until you've completed that
1: project. Yeah. yeah. But putting a limit on how many applicants someone can put in—I don't, in.
6: I, I, don't re, I, I don't, I don't believe we've done that, and I don't recall that we've had that as an issue. It hasn't been yeah, involved. I don't, I don't believe that's been an issue. Nobody's tried to just sort of flood the process right. with no, a bunch of not proposals. that I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we would notice yeah. that and. Yeah. We,
4: Um, This is just a proofreading uh, thing, but under submission requirements, bullet point four. um, I think it's supposed to say a narrative statement to identify the
2: target audience and to demonstrate that the artwork will be just missing word there. As far as, like, the safety, someone said something about safety. Um, I think, like, with the bus stop project, we kind of ran into some questions about, you know, contacting the, different city departments about like a safety check so i don't know if we should include something that says that if the count if the uh committee think that there's a safety issue that they would submit um the project to the relevant departments and have get a report back or or, i mean to take it off of the artist to have to do that Um, but it's, it's i mean it's placed
6: on the artist to contact the individual, if, if they if they want to, you know, do it at a parking structure, they want, you know, it's their part of the requirement of the application to reach out and get that approval before they submit. Okay,
2: I guess I'm wondering if the artist should have to do that, or if the committee should. The should artist is that. developing a project,
6: okay. right? And they want to locate it at a parking structure. It's up to them to contact the parking director to okay. get that approval prior to submitting it because okay. the, the struggle we've had in the past is that would happen. An artist would, would, would propose a project in a city facility somewhere but they had never contacted the city facility or anybody in the, in the, in the city to, to make that you know, initial contact and then it's like well how do we, how do we judge that? Okay. They should already have an initial contact so if a safety concern comes up as part of the selection process they should be able to go right back to that person that they've been working with so um, that should make it fairly low barrier for them.
5: Okay. I'm good. I, I at Iowa, for artists who make public art, um, back when we had the 1% for arts, um, they were required to carry liability insurance mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Uh, I think it was two years or something.
6: I Is that in the agreement? Private
5: commission. Um
6: I
1: I'm not sure yeah, <clears> that I
3: feel like definitely with the sculptor showcase.
1: For, for public yeah. for anything put on public property, we definitely require liability insurance. I don't know about private property.
6: I'd have to see what what a funding agreement would look like for one of these projects. I think for a long term, I could see that, but if it's a short term, you know, like one day event, oh yeah, yeah right. it, It's, it, it's going to depend on what the, what the art form is.
5: And so, would that be part of the contract agreement? Like, if, you know, because we have a two year, um, <laughs> we have a
1: yeah, we would
5: yeah, yeah, um, um, applicant maintenance commitment for at least two years. You know, where we're talking about intended duration of project or installation, including removal plan for temporary installations or maintenance requirements and plan for permanent installations. Permanent installations require applicant maintenance commitment for at least two years. I don't know, I'm just curious. I-
1: yeah, the permanent installations requiring applicant maintenance commitment for at least two years was something I'd carried over from last year. Um, I didn't know what the intent was behind that. Or
5: no, I think it's good, but I'm just yeah. wondering then, you know, if it's a structure or I just, you know, just curious about what the policy was
1: for that. Yeah. So if there was a, we would run it past our uh, risk manager and legal department when we're drafting that agreement, and then they would advise on what our insurance carrier would require us to then, in turn, require them to carry, and we'd write that into the agreement is typically how it would work.
0: Okay. That's fruitful. Uh, Do we need a motion to... Proceed with this as amended?
6: Or Underneath the review process, uh, in paragraph two, it would be 2024. So there's, there's a date mm-hmm. there, but okay.
1: other than that. Okay. Uh, well, if you're comfortable with this, do you want to see it again before it goes out in mid-January, or um, just make these edits and, and go from there? And you can make a motion to approve if that's how you prefer.
2: I motion to approve.
3: All right. <laughs>
0: Uh, second. All in favor? Hi. 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 Thanks for your work on this.
3: I do really like having that estimated budget, so you have to be a little more like, oh man, some materials, something. Yeah.
0: Wasn't that in there though? A lot of people provided to <coughs> not everyone did. We did
5: say to
1: like straight. Yeah. Great. Okay, staff updates. updates. Um, So I'll provide an update on our Lucas Farms Neighborhood Association RFP. So that went out a couple weeks ago, and um, I'll kind of review all the ways that we've pushed it out so far. So we sent it to both our general city and public art email list, so that's about 11,000 subscribers total between those two lists. Um, it's been shared directly with um, University of Iowa student uh, and staff faculty, um, Native American council and organizations there. Um, the Meskwaki Nation Media Service agreed to send it out. they um, uh, That's basically a media service for the Sock and Fox tribe in Iowa, so that goes, they, I think, Issue whatever their communication is once a month. Um, City did social posts on Facebook uh, next door. Uh, Instagram and then uh, of course Lucas Farms Neighborhood Association is sharing it out however they do so Um, and then we've had individual contacts with uh, just people we know of uh, in uh, the indigenous community so I'm just kind of pushing it out in any ways we can kind of think of Um, so that's everything we've done so far hopefully you all are helping to push it out too in the ways you can Um, and Uh, So far, I've only received two applications, um, but maybe people are just getting their documents together, um, and it closes on January 11th, so we'll see.
3: The only other place that I would think um, for a little bit more statewide coverage would be um, the Iowa Arts Council, um, when they would send out their newsletter, would have like lists of opportunities at the bottom, and you could kind of... um, to them. Now, I don't know how that's changed now that they've been kind of subsumed by the Economic Development Authority, if that has changed anything right. um, on their their front end. but...
1: Okay. Okay, any questions about that one, or we'll, we'll kind of wait I'm and see. i you have
0: two applications already yeah, if it's not I mean due to the <laughs> January. <Right. laughs> yeah, that's good.
1: Um, Okay, South District bench project. So I've been um, communicating to the uh, artist and uh, emerging artist and artist mentor and um, the expectation uh, that for them is that they are putting together their kind of final budget based on the new amount that we've granted them, an updated timeline, and then um, meet with me and we can kind of develop a process for how are we going to keep making progress and just keep track so that I can help um, uh, keep you guys updated on what the, what the status is um, and we can always bring them back if we feel like they need to present to the Public Art Advisory Committee. Um, so we will have to amend their agreements as well once I kind of get that back from them um, and uh, then we'll just kind of go from there but um, any questions about that? Hopefully we can, we can get to a spot where we can keep that project moving forward. Um. Uh, so we, we, we were talking about this a little bit before the meeting with a couple of, of folks who were here, but uh, hopefully you saw the news about the uh, Americans for the Arts, Arts and Economic Prosperity Study 6, which was released. Uh, if you haven't, um, you can, many local news outlets did stories on it, or you reach out to me and I can share the actual report itself with you. Um, just some highlights, uh, it showed that In Johnson County, in 2022, there was about $32 million in arts and culture-related economic spending and 500 jobs. So that includes everything from um, local venues and arts organizations to festivals and events related to the arts. Um, And then the downtown district did kind of like a more focused study, and they had $20.4 million in economic spending. So
5: could you send send that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I should have included in the packet, but I'm I'm happy to send it out to everyone. Mm -hmm.
3: But it's really great. nice. Like Johnson County's in on that now, versus just Des Moines. Um, Des Moines's been reported on for the last couple, if not longer. So I'm like, oh, Johnson County's in on the action.
1: Yeah, and the Englert Theater really took the lead in, in managing that and getting us in. So if you know anyone there, say thank you because I know it's a big lift for them. But it's great data to have, and hopefully it's um, helps you uh, really feel that impact that you're having in your your roles and volunteer roles here. Okay, uh, other thing I wanted to mention, uh, next Tuesday is City Council's next meeting, December 12th, um, and on that agenda uh, is appointments for two of our upcoming expiring terms. So Jenny, I know um, your term is ending and you do not plan to reapply, so we just wanna take a moment to thank you so much for all of your service. Yeah, and hopefully you've enjoyed, enjoyed your time and if you wanna <laughs> share anything, you're welcome to. Um, and then uh, we've only received one application. Oh. <laughs> so we may see Steve back here. Um, typically what happens, so there's two vacancies. Well, there's technically three with Eddie resigning. Um, but that one will just remain um, open until filled, so until we get enough applications to appoint in that position. So for the two expiring terms, which are Steve and Jenny, um, it's really how council wants to handle it so with the one application they can choose to make that appointment um and then uh go back out for the other uh vacancy or they can just decide to hold off on making the appointments at all so um i don't know how they'll how they'll do that but we'll see on tuesday and hopefully we'll see steve back here <laughs> but thank you thank you guys nice
0: to reach out to colleagues and stuff to
1: Bye. Yeah, hopefully my hopefully I'm not the deterrent for <laughs> <laughs> applying. <laughs> no, That's <laughs> all I had for staff updates. Unless you guys have questions about anything.
0: New or old business? Is that I don't remember that one being on the agenda before. What does that mean?
1: Oh, I, th- I thought it was always on the agenda. I apologize. There. Opportunity better. for anyone to bring up anything, anything else? else. New
0: world. No. Okay. Uh, great.
6: Motion to adjourn. Second. All right. All in favor? Hi. <laughs> <Aye. Aye. laughs>